podcast at Ground Zero is presented to you by the Apocalypse. Because without the Apocalypse we wouldn't be doing this show. Friends of the Apocalypse, this is Podcast at Ground Zero, your home for the Apocalypse for episode 93, All of Us Are Dead. I am the Apocalypse Nerd, and he is Adam Bomb Glancy. Welcome to the Wasteland. Excellent. And we've got some pretty decent uh, apocalypse this time around, even if it is a micro-apocalypse. It is a micro-apocalypse. It contained uh, apocalypse. It's well, and the, and the thing that's, that's, that uh, I'm happiest about is uh, this is, you know, it's been about a month, and uh, I think we've been averaging about one episode a month. Uh, we've been getting better. We're getting better, folks. My, my, my goal, because this is episode 93, you know, it's pretty sad that we're only at 93 after doing this for 10... 56 years? 10, like, probably, we've been doing this for about 10 years now. Uh... <laughs> You know, we go in spurts, folks, and you know we did we did take a hiatus for a while. But uh, my goal is to before the end of this year hit episode 100. That's my goal. <laughs> so we're gonna have to probably do more than once a month. But we've been we've been pretty consistent with that. So and fortunately, we've had a fair amount of apocalypse turn up. We um, have, and, and Scott and I were talking uh, talking pre-show about stuff because um, you know we've been falling into the trap of being the review. Uh, well, but but we do review stuff, you know. But I don't want that to be solely, uh, because the thing is, earlier on when we were first recording, we covered a lot of broad topics. You know, yep. we covered, you know, energy and communication and this and that. And I think in the early days, we were almost probably a little too broad. Um, you know, tried to talk about too much at one time, and you know, we probably could have broken topics down a little bit more to get more episodes. But hey, you know, you learn in time, so. We're probably going to go back through our list of what we've done because we've covered a vast majority of the broad <clears> topics, and we're going to look and see if there's any way we can, you know, maybe touch on some other aspects of those things <laughs> that we've already kind of talked about a little bit, just to, you know, kind of give a di- little bit, you know, different show than just review, you know, necessarily reviewing something, and you know, because maybe because we're not going to go too deep into stuff like okay, well, we talked about, I think we, we've probably talked about food. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did talk about Apocalypse Chow. We talked about that was the episode name, Apocalypse Chow, and we uh, talked about food. You know, but we you know we're not going to do a show getting into details of like, well, how you should be preparing for the apocalypse by, you know, making jarred jelly and canned goods and stuff like that. Because you know we're not survivalists or uh, preppers, they call them now. Uh, we're not that kind of unbalanced so we're not gonna be, we're not gonna go that deep into uh into that, that territory that not, that's not where our nerding lies no it's not um you know we, yeah we're not in yeah we're not into that you know preparing for the end type you know we're not that's not us we just you know uh so we're gonna you know talk about things but without going you know uh, our, our nerddom falls into books and gamings and movies about the subject matter we enjoy the subject matter 
You know, I really don't want there to be an apocalypse because I would die in five fucking seconds. But I like, but, but I like this. But we, we like the subject matter. We don't have, we don't quite have the uh, the uh, steel in our spines that we had when we were twenty, and we oh, were con- we were convinced that we'd all be living in shopping malls like uh, Peter and uh, you know Flyboy in dawn of the dead dude when i was like when i was like 14 and red dawn came out and red dawn back then i've said this a hundred times was a training film me and my friends had our plan to meet at the everglades at the at the at the at the you know at the fucking tower and we were gonna survive this and that i'm an i'm an armchair warrior of the apocalypse now okay i'm not that's that's not what i want anymore it's like you know i just don't i don't want that kind of struggle (laughs) as long as as you've got brought up Red Dawn and how your perspective changes. Um, guy I know uh, went to West Point. He's a game designer. He designed one of our board games, uh, Phil Cortez, you know, who uh, designed uh, one of our uh, apocalyptic board game. Um, I'm suddenly forgetting the name of it, and he'd never forgive me for it. But that, um, I don't know what you're talking about. So, um, uh, well, anyways, um, he, uh, uh, he talked about, you know, seeing Red Dawn, his sympathy was with, you know, the Wolverines. But then he actually had to go to serve in Afghanistan and hunt down gorillas and work with dodgy, dubious allies. And he's like, you know what? My sympathy is with, like, you know, William Smith as Strelnikov, who comes in later and is like, yeah, we're not doing civilian reprisals anymore, you know. You know, we're not increasing, you know, you know, when they tell him, oh, we killed 12 of them. He's like, 12. I saw two. What are you talking about, 12? So, like, two bodies on the battlefield. Oh, they, they dragged the dead away. Let's mark down 12 anyways, you know? Um, he says, yeah, my sympathies after being in Afghanistan were actually with the Soviets, the <laughs> characters in the movie, after having had to do that job for real. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's amazing what, uh, you know, 20 years will do to your perspective, not to mention your goddamn job. You know, it's it's amazing what reality will do to your fantasy. Um, <laughs> it really will. Luckily, luckily, we still have some good fantasy to talk about. So, is there anything on the horizon you want to talk about before we jump into nah, all dead? Yeah, now we again we try to keep that to the off topic. Uh, well, I try to, but you know, sometimes we slip, but that's okay. Um, but I know there's some other stuff. We'll talk about the end. Some, or actually, real quick, what was that? What was that one? Uh, that you said was out there that I need to watch. Black too. crab. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say crab walk. You know, but black crab. Black crab is set in a Denmark that looks like it's being Twilight two thousand. You know, there we don't know quite who the enemy is. Um, although, gee, they fly in high. They fly fly high in D helicopter, so maybe there's something there. But it's um yeah, it's uh. It's a war movie. It's it's very third world war, and it's very, it's reducing Denmark to looking like the Balkans during, uh, you know, the Balkan Wars of the nineties. You know what I mean? It's it it's uh, and it has a very Twilight two thousand look with like you know, uh, a, a war machine that's falling apart and war, things that are built out of scrap to try and you know maintain. The momentum. Uh, All right, I'll, uh, I'll 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 be sure to check that out. And and, that, and I was thinking about that. Then we'll go on to the uh, topic. Is yeah. uh, uh, because they they came out because Free League came out with the new Twilight two thousand. I see people post. Uh, we need to get our hands on a copy of it to look at it. You have a copy of it? 
Yes, I do. Okay, because we need to talk about that because I've seen mixed. Because Free League is a good game company. They produce a lot of good stuff. And I know they had to adapt the Twilight 2000 to their their system. Um, I know there's some changes, and I know a lot of people are unhappy. There's a lot of people are unhappy with it, especially the old fans, because you know they want their military simulation game. Yeah. You know? And I know they went away from some of that military absolutely. simulation. They have absolutely abstracted a great deal of it. I mean, the original version one rules of Twilight 2000 were like advanced squad leader with some role-playing attached. It yeah. was very much a simulationist, almost a war game. Almost a war game. Yeah, and you know what? But again, you know, different times, different game. You know, so well, well, I think we should get we should t- even though we talked we talked about Twilight Two Thousand a couple times, but you know, we never talked about this new game. But this is a viable game. This is not like that joke uh, Twilight Twenty Thirteen that came out. You know, yeah. Um, this is something that's viable because it, it is coming from a legit game company that puts out good content. You know, and so the fans are swamping. Their uh, free league has an option where, as a fan, you can publish stuff, uh, and you know they get a they get a cut of half of it or whatever. The fans are absolutely overwhelming uh, drive through RPG with new material. You know where people are digging out their old campaigns and their old games and turning it into publishable material. It's it's really nice to see the fan support. I thought I thought Frank was kind of redoing some of his stuff he for is. for that. He is, but that's going to be official publication. That's not going to be fan. Oh, but no, that's good. It's that he's doing official publication stuff. So that's yeah. cool. So, all right. Yeah. So, anyway, folks. Yeah, so that's that's a topic I, I, I thought about. I wanted, to, I wanted to get into was that new game. So, anyway, let's talk about All of Us Are Dead. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, but again, you folks are used to us doing this. So, All of Us Are Dead. All of Us Are Dead is a South Korean zombie uh, Netflix show. Um, it's 12 episodes long. It's about a zombie outbreak in South Korea. It focuses around a high school uh, and, and this group of high school students. The high school that is ground zero. It is ground zero. It is literally ground zero for the, for the problem. Um, it's, um, you know, overall, it's, like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a micro-apocalypse because it's, because really it's ground zero. Like, it hasn't spread yet. And, you know, it, it, there's potential for it to spread further even though the series has ended it's like they technically could go broader with it if they wanted to spread throughout the world because where they left things off um like i said it's 12 episodes long so you got 12 hours of content here um and i had said to scott you know uh, i probably you know i didn't watch 12 hours i probably watched 10 hours because the one thing i found and I forwarded through. There was a lot of parts that I fast forwarded through. Now, don't get me wrong. The series was good. There was some good stuff about it, but there was a lot of high school drama bullshit. That, like you know, I really don't care about this. And, and the thing is, it wasn't like I was fast forwarding through like a minute. Some of this stuff would be a good five, six, seven minutes long. Like it wasn't short. It was like okay, enough. Don't care about high school dynamics and this and that you know and uh so there's a lot of shit i fast forwarded through um but there's also a lot of good stuff there's there's a lot of good stuff to it too uh there's a lot of good action scenes i think um in in this uh like you know there was a scene in this library which i thought was really cool you know the one scene in the library where he's where the one guy goes in and he's trying to escape um going between the shelves going under the shelves going over the shelves. shelves 
Yeah, that uh, the uh, that was a that was a pucker factor of about nine point seven. That was good. It was good scene. So so a little bit background of it. So we so it takes place. There is a ground zero to it, um, and you know the problem is caused by a person um, in the show uh, because somebody was trying to make something to help somebody out. Um, their son. Yeah. Uh, so now unlock survival instincts so people wouldn't be bullied correct now so the big question is are these are these zombies now here that's the big question is because the virus that the person makes or it's a virus or whatever the the i will just call it a virus um the shot that he makes you know so it brings out you know the survival you know instincts so it's almost like a rage virus at first, like from yes. like 28 days later. So the people aren't dead. It doesn't, it, uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think when they originally get it, it doesn't, I don't think it kills them uh, outright. I didn't, I did not get the impression that they're dead. However, there you are can, characters that take enormous amounts of damage. Die. They definitely and still, die. And are they, still coming back for more. But they come back. See, that's the thing. Because, <laughs> And it, yeah, so it so this virus takes over. It's kind of like a rage virus, and they're alive, but it definitely kills the you know if somebody dies during it, they come back, um, because it's all about the the virus. Because you know it is actually it is a virus because they talk about how it wants to spread, like any virus, it wants to propagate. So it turns these people into these you know rage creatures and wants to attack other people because it yep. wants to spread it. Now there's some biting uh, and it's interesting because the, 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 the whole getting bit thing sort of starts off in two different ways. There are people who go down under a pile of zombie zombies in quotes, but when they get up, they're bitten all the shit. They've got multiple ragged, nasty bite, but they're not pulled open and their guts dragged around and dismantled like George Romero zombies do to their victims, right? That's not what's happening. It's about biting them to get the infection into a new host. Yes. Yeah. At least that's how it starts. But the virus won't stay still. So the zombies at the beginning of the story are not the zombies by the end. Because the virus keeps finding new and better ways to survive and spread. And there's also some other... Uh, I don't want to spoil that stuff, but... Can't, can't spoil too much. Let's not... Let, you're right. It, but, but, you know, we go beyond just, you know, the rage zombies or the zombies. So there are some other developments, like Scott said, that it finds ways to survive. So there are some interesting aspects to this. Yeah, uh, at, fir at first there is a way to separate the infected from the uninfected. And then suddenly that way goes away. Yes. Because the virus stops being successful when they can pick out the infected. So it, it, the ones as it's constantly changing it constantly coming with new versions, the version that isn't as easily detected, suddenly that's the successful version and it starts spreading more and it changes the whole battlefield. Yeah. Correct. And uh, the, most of the most of the show takes place uh, centered at this high school, um, and you know deals with these kids trying to survive. You know, um, but it does break out of the borders, and it does start affecting other areas. You know, it starts spreading throughout the city. It's this one city in South Korea. You know, it's, a, 
It's what? right up. It's right up next to Soul. It would be like, um, it would be like an outbreak in Alexandria next to Washington D.C. or Summersville next to Boston. It's it's a super close and not geographically distinct. There's not like a giant fucking river separating them. It's just one urban metroplex up against another, which is kind of terrifying to me that there's Well, I no... think there's some mountains near there which has they have some separation of some areas, but yeah. it does it does start to break into another another city, local city that's just right near it. It's right on the edge of Seoul. Yeah. It's right on the edge of the capital. So um, but yeah, so it centers around the high school kids. Well, they're going through trying to survive, trying to communicate. Um, you know, uh, it eventually, you know, uh, becomes a problem enough to where the military takes notice and they start doing what they do. And uh, eventually, you know, uh, you know, they lock down the city, declare martial law uh, because it's just getting that far out of hand because they're trying to contain it. Um the person who is the uh, person involved with creating the problem, you know, is there. Um, you know, you know, locally he gets identified and tells them about it and what he needs to do, and they try to get that to the military and all. You know, all those hijinks that are involved with that. Yes, there's there's always the laptop you got to get out of the out of the kill zone. You know, with the the data on it, and that's that is a subplot uh, of the story. Um, and uh, but at the same time, it's not sort of the, it's not the main drive of a lot of the, lot of the the, the story. Um, it does a pretty good job of balancing what's going on in the outside world with what's going on with the kids who are under siege. Um, but but I God knows I love a bureaucratic apocalypse. I love you know sort of what we got in World War Z about how do we how does the system respond to this problem uh and we get some of that but maybe not enough for my taste oh but it's definitely there you know with you know yes. with the politicians and the um um there's politicians involved who are get trapped in an area uh, um the, the military is there they you've got guys from the kcia the korean central intelligence agency who are like you know Okay, we're you know here's how we're running out of time, kids. Here's the math on how this thing spreads, and um, yeah, so that part there's there's a lot of it. I would of course have wanted more. And I tell you what, one of the things I really like, Jared, was in the early episodes where you start off with, oh, somebody's affected by this. We should hold them down, and we should put a a gag in their mouth. And oh, I got nipped while I put a gag in the mouth. You know that's not going to be a problem. And we should put them in the back of a police car. And, you know, how each of these responds where it's just one kind of snowballs. And you and you get to see that. You get to see how each response to the problem, not understanding the problem, helps the problem accelerate. Oh, we have to get these people to a hospital. You oh, know? yeah. There's the one person who was a problem yeah. got brought to a hospital. But the thing is, before that person got taken to the hospital, they cause a problem with some other people, which would eventually escalate. And then they were in a hospital and then that escalates there. And then that, you know, then they they take that per, then they take that person from there and bring him to the police from the hospital who came from the, the high school to the hospital, to the police station. And you see how they just keep on, you know, they keep, they, they give it a helping hand. Yeah. 
yeah, a lot of the a lot of the first response stuff turns out to help the problem get worse, you know, because they don't know what the problem is, and so they have no way to really respond properly. Um, the one thing I would have liked to have seen a bit more of is that, and you see it in the previews, is that wall of running zombies or whatever heading straight at the lines of riot police, like they think they can deter this like a like a rioting mob. We'll just fire some tear gas and hit them with clubs, and they'll. You know, they'll give up, right? Eventually, people will decide, I don't want to get hit with clubs, and that'll solve the whole problem, right? No. Oh, boy, no. Um, say what you like about Zeke. He is not easily des- deterred. And well, they also, they, also, they also really don't understand what's going on yet when they start doing yeah. that. But they do have a cultural... They admit that this is taking place in a world where they have cultural touchstones, because what does one of the kids say? One of the kids goes, oh, my God, it's Train to Busan. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, I never see Train to They mention Train to Busan in it. Yeah. And now, those, these zombies don't work on the same rules. No. That Train to Busan zombies do. So if you, it, once again, it's the, the movie, the movie lied. You know, we got that standard problem where if you take your, 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 moves from the movie from from fiction you could find yourself in deep shit oh yeah because one of the the one of the things is you know you can kill them it's hard to um but the you the location that you have to disable was unique you had it was it, you, it, you it, had it, it the neck it feels like it's got to be in the neck it's like like it's at the very base of the spine like only that really base of the spine primitive part of the brain is working Base of the brain, top of the spine, like right in there. So neck breaking uh, turns them off. Or turn, I don't know, I don't know if I saw that, but well, the thing is, the archers, um, yes, were shooting. You know, they kind of they kind of started to figure that because we have a group of students who are at an archery competition came back and they have all their hours and they're shooting and they're shooting in the, you know normal locations it's not doing anything but eventually they figure out when they get them in the neck that it works so they start shooting them in the neck you know yeah same thing with the guys using the knives from the school cafeteria they suddenly figure out oh all right i should stab them in the neck um certainly the military shoots the shit out of those zombies you know they figure out they do figure out how to shoot a zombie um, and it doesn't take a it doesn't take days. It takes like a day. But you know, there's a lot of fun casualties that first day. Oh yeah, yeah. They, you know, casualties. I mean, they they just basically are unloading into them, and you know, they, you know, you know, the odd shot lands where it needs to land. You know, but they do eventually figure out in time, like you said, in time, um, how to do it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the show is, you know, it's, you know, focuses on a lot of these groups of kids. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's little, there's like little pot, there's some, there's a couple of pockets in the school and they, uh, slowly come together, showing their survival. And a lot of it's, you know, cause they're like, oh, we'll get rescued. We'll get rescued. They'll find us. We got to have to figure out how to communicate and, you know. They very quickly figure out that the adults are not coming. Well, not very and, quickly. Uh, it, 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 it takes them getting to the roof and having almost a rescue yeah. to figure out that they're not coming. Uh, 
or or worse, they're not a priority. They're not. That saving them just isn't a priority in the middle of this shit. And, you know, yeah. Um, I will say this for it as well. We're all dead, or we're all dead is, uh, all of us are dead, excuse me, all of us are dead is not afraid to kill anyone at any time, you know, no matter how much you like them or how well they've done so far, holy shit, people get killed all over the fucking place. Uh, it's, you know, it's, after... it's, it's worse than English TV, because English yeah. TV is good about killing off characters that you like. Yeah. There, there is no holds barred in this. There's people that you start to like and like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's guys that you mark as a casualty from the moment you meet them and they might be the ones alive at the end. God knows there are people I picked out as, yeah, that's a casualty. Nope. Nope. That was a guy who made it. And I was absolutely shocked that that person made it, you know, in the face of all this. Um, but, um, uh, it, uh, it does, a, it does, it, it covers a lot of good survival stuff. Well, in, in certain ways, um, I did like the sort of way that, um, there's pooping. a lot about them bonding. Sorry, what the pooping, how they deal with their pooping. Oh my God. That <laughs> like, and now we have to shit. What are we going to do about this? Have you ever, but, um, certainly I was going to think about how, how they start off with no connections and by the end of it, the only people they feel that they connect with are their fellow survivors from their group. Like yeah. other groups of survivors aren't real to them or aren't, you know, the same people that the traumatic experience has sort of driven them into this group survival mode. I, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they bonded for sure. You know, um, which again, Perhaps. folks, is some of the bonding and some of the you know it's like okay you know what I the could... politics get a little slow to say the least. Yeah, and then there was some stuff of you know there was a lot there was some mushy stuff too. Believe it or not, like recording messages and you know in case somebody finds it, it's just like okay. All right, all right, uh, okay. We don't need. Uh, I get they're trying to do. We could have made this a quick montage. You don't have to show us. You don't have to show us. You don't have to show us every message. Yeah, yeah. And, we could. We could. We could have montaged this and got through this pretty quick. I didn't need to spend ten minutes watching each person recording their personal, you know, message. It's like okay, there was definitely areas they could have cut a lot of. They could have cut corners in quite a few places. It probably probably could have they probably could have got it down to nine to ten episodes if they really wanted to. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there are very few problems with it as far as effect. There's uh, there may be some CGI blood that you know you will not be totally happy with. Um, my only real gripe, gripe technically was there's a scene with a bunch of drones. Yeah, that and CGI thought, was pretty bad. I was not happy with the drones. I thought there was too many of them. There too, there's too many of them. And, yeah, they didn't look great. Um, but apart from that, technically, I thought it looked pretty goddamn good. It did. You know, a lot of the makeup effects were good. You know, just a lot of the practical effects. And the drone thing was a good idea because, you know, the drones were the military, you know. Uh, and they found a way to do some stuff because the... Uh, 
these, you know, zombies were, like, most zombies, I think more so than others, noise was, yeah, a, big, they, was a big factor with them. And they definitely made it special for this particular brand of zombie in a way that I hadn't seen before. Oh, yes, because sound, okay, we won't spoil that part, but, yes, sound does play a part in this, you mm-hmm. know, and they discover some interesting things about it, so. Yeah. But um, uh, certainly when they find a, a, a means of uh, attracting zombies, which, again, is certainly a thing that's been used in zombie apocalypses in the past. I was very happy where they, they play the they, – they, they, they try to attract the zombies, and zombies come running and will just run face-first out glass windows five stories up, not giving a fuck. You know, they just know they need to go towards the thing and just boop, out a window, drop to the pavement. I was like – yeah, Zeke is persistent, just not very bright. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely single focus, especially when you when you hit that the noise, the the sound attraction. It's like it doesn't matter what's there. However, one of the things that just I will always love, and is that thing where the guy uses, "Can I attract the zombies in the construction site?" At the end, it's like second to last episode right before the military starts bombing everything where he's, he's standing on the other side of the open elevator shaft. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was a, that was a nice little trick. I was so happy for that. Cause again, I love the fact that the zombies don't learn. One zombie runs towards the guy steps into the elevator shaft. This does not deter every, like the 30 or 40 zombies coming at him. They just do not learn from mistakes. So they keep doing the same stupid thing over and over again because they have just an on and off button. I thought that was a beautiful moment. Absolutely fantastic. Well, this is definitely the basis one, but there are other zombies? Yes. That is not every zombie. That is not every zombie. As you will see. Like we we said, there is is evolution in this virus. Oh, yeah. And it's not done. By the time you get to the end of the film, but you check back in and holy shit, it's not done changing. It's not. So that was interesting, you know, and yeah, open it up for possibilities of more, you know. But, well, absolutely, because there's an unknown amount of um, that X factor out there yeah. that they don't know. Yep. They, they don't even know. They don't even know about. Yeah, they do not know that they do not know. So congratulations, Korea. This may turn out to be a problem later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's all in all, it's a pretty successful, pretty well executed zombie apocalypse. It's it's no train to Busan because it's twelve hours long. Yeah. Train to Busan got its business done in a beautifully crisp, contained way. Uh, this, because it's got 12 episodes, it meanders a little. It meanders because it's got the room, and sometimes that room isn't always used the best way. Yeah, it w- there was definitely a lot of up and down for me with it. Like, there was a lot of good stuff going, like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Oh, this is pretty cool. Like, some, yes. good, ac- some good action, some good ideas, cool. And it's like, oh, my God. All right, all right, come on, come on, let's go. Come on, let's get through this, you know. Yeah. There, was, there, was, there was a lot of that, but there's also a lot... I believe there is more good than bad in this. Absolutely, there's a lot, way more. Uh, but, but to me, the bad is just like, oh, uh, okay. 
moving on. Look, you know, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't revolution. Remember that one? Oh, uh, I, I you know what? I, I, couldn't I, finish I, it. I, I I tried to block it out, but now you just reminded me of it. I tried to finish it. I worked hard to try and finish because I felt I owed something to the podcast. And at some point, I started to learn to hate the podcast because it was making me watch this show. <laughs> I think yeah. I wa I think I watched uh, a few episodes of Revolution, and once I found out it was you know the whole thing was just nanobots causing the whole problem. I was like, okay, I'm done with this this bullshit, and I stopped watching yeah. it. <laughs> that was back when nanobots were the flavor of the month for any time they needed, you know, a story Sup- thing that didn't make sense that defined Sup- science. Anytime you needed advanced technology, oh, it's nanobots because that, that was like early 2000s if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was the it was the phlebotanum. It was the sci- It sounds like science, but it's just fantasy. Well, yeah, because that was around the time that um, the sixth iteration of Gamma World came out. That was put out by Sorted oh, Sorcery. That, that was put up was put up by the company Sorted Sorcery, who did D twenty product. Their uh, their Gamma World Apocalypse was nanobots. Yep. So that was that was during that time frame when you said those early aughts nanobots were the thing. Mm-hmm. It's yep. nanobots. <laughs> that explains everything or nothing. Yeah. Actually, it explains nothing. It explains nothing. It was a DSX machina of the whole thing. nanobots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I can't wait to see what the next thing is that we don't really understand that we can just throw out there. I mean, and that'll be the new writers' room trick. To explain everything, you know. Um, well, but okay, all right. But but you know what? Yeah. The early uh, when did Hugh Howe write his books? You know what? And, he, and it, his whole You're thing right. was nanobots, dude. Yeah, it but was. you know what? It worked. But I it believed. Worked. It, I believed in his nanobots. Because he was able to, you know, he 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 actually used his nanobots as a way to fix cryogenetic cryogenetics, right? Which I loved. I thought that was fantastic, and I loved the idea that once nanobots exist, we have to pre, we have to pre we have to was it uh, we have to preemptively apocalypse the world before somebody else does. That is a fabulous plot line that this weapon system that could be all over you and you'd never know it you wouldn't have symptoms you wouldn't have uh, a fever or reaction until a signal goes out to turn it on and it you know attacks that was that was a super cool apocalypse and i i believed in those nanobots sorry huge no no job well yeah well i guess he i think he wrote that in the early teens or something so it was pa- it was past the nanobot Craze, I believe, but yeah. but it, but it worked. But anyway, uh, let's go. Let's circle back to again. We're, all, we're, all of us are dead. So yeah, folks. That's. Uh, I mean, we're not going to really go. There's there's a lot to the story. You know, there's, there's a lot of interaction. There's a lot of you know really you know relationships with with students with each other, friends, parents. You know, everybody. It's oh, like, yeah. Um. There's a, there's a lot more to this story. So, um. But again, it's a little long. It. Some areas it gets a little slow. Um, you know, I found it painful, so that's why I just fast forwarded through it. So, but I don't, there, know, but how been... I don't know how I'm going to get you through Station Eleven. I don't know, man. Just the way you, the way you've been warning me, I'm like, I'm just not. I'm, I'm scared. It, 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 let me assure you that that uh, by comparison, um, 
uh, well, well, all of us are all of us are dead as a fucking roller coaster compared to the 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 funeral procession that is Station Eleven. It's too slow. It's very slow. Well, slow doesn't necessarily bother me as long as it works. Okay. You know, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not like my wife who needs everything to be, you know, a lot faster and like, like, like I'm bored, you know, but it has, but it has to, you know, slow doesn't bother me, but it has to work though. Okay. Um, so we'll see, but this, the up and down, but the thing is the downs were for me were down. It's like, okay, I really don't care about, you know, the dynamic between, you know, the kid, you know, the kids who've been friends for, you know, since they were children or the larger kid who could sing and this and that and all oh, the smart kid. Okay, I don't care about this bullshit fucking high school dynamics. I, you know, it's like it really, it it added nothing to the story for me. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. But folks, again, there's a lot of good action. It's. I still think it's pretty. Put, it's well put together. Um, it is worth your time. Just as I said, if you know you hit some slow spots, don't be afraid to fast forward through it because you know you're not going to miss anything. You know what? I mean, it's it's bloody as is. It's bloody as all get out. It is. No oh, yeah. kidding. It's yeah, yeah. So you know, slow part. Don't feel bad about going through slow parts because you're not going to miss much. You know, it's like you know, like the scene where they're all recording their goodbye messages. You know, hope somebody finds it. You could go through that whole because you're not going to miss anything. Just go right through it. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the fast forward button. Because even weirder in that section, and I want to throw this out. There were a lot of kids who said goodbye messages and then found out that their parents had died. Like they were saying goodbye to people. When they were expecting to die, but they live, and it's their, the people they think they're saying goodbye to are dead, they don't go back and really visit that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought there was going to be a payoff, like, oh, you know, there's there's mom and dad in the crowd of zombies, you know. And which also brings me to the point that the opening credits, where you think you're looking at a Petri dish with little viruses squirming around the Petri dish, and as the camera closes in, you realize it's actually just a crowd of zombies uh, pushing around. That was a really nice touch. That 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 opening credit uh, graphic of looking like it's a Petri dish, but it's a crowd of people. Yeah, that was very cool. And the thing is, those kind of scenes happen. There is, you do see that actually happen, those crowds of, you know, grabbing, reaching, biting, yep. you know, zombies. So... Uh, but overall, again, folks, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. I, I think it's worth your time. It's just, like I said, just, it's just, you know, it's 12 hours long. Um, just be prepared for that. Be prepared for some slow parts. Uh, but there's a lot of good to it. A lot of good action. Like I said, there's some stuff where I'm like, that's awesome. You know, so there's, there's some, there's, there's some, there's some pretty cool stuff to it. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I, yeah. And some ruthless, horrible shit too. Some ruthless, to people, there's some ruthless, horrible people in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is some stuff where it's like, oh, well, that's, hmm, yeah, that, that, that's a horrible thing to do to your neighbor, to buy yourself an extra two minutes of being alive. Um, yeah, there's some of that stuff that goes on. Um, and uh, But at the same time, uh, it, I don't know, man, I was really, um, I was in. Uh, I was definitely on for the ride for the whole thing. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. And also loved some of the social commentary where like some fucking assholes shoot a shoot a a, a video for youtube yeah. showing that the outbreak is outside the containment area because they're looking to get hits you know 
and it causes a panic in Seoul because they pretended there was an outbreak. You know, uh, that, yeah, I totally believe that happening. Oh, you know, and, the, and the guy going into the zone just to try to get, you know, again, uh, get get likes and, you know, trying to prove that, it, oh, this is not real and this and that. Boy, does he learn Does he learn he's fucking wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, th- th- that kind of stuff, I totally, but that, that seemed 100% likely to happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they caught the guys who started the panic for... They caught the guys who started the panic for making a video where they had somebody pretend to be a, a zombie on a train. And they're getting caught in a show making a video where he says, oh, I'm really sorry. We would have everyone to forgive us. And then they just start laughing in the middle of the video. It's like, ah, oh, fuck you. We got, eight, you know, our videos monetized. We don't, we're not apologizing for shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's people. That's, yeah. that's humans. Yeah. Yep. I mean, maybe he's not laughing as much once the once the mil- the martial law part started, because <laughs> that boy, the military does not have a sense of humor in this movie at no. all. <laughs> they do not. The uh, ROK military is they're serious. Yeah, they're, they're 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 not fucking playing. You know, no, they are not. Uh, you know, and say what you want. Technically, they got the job done. You just have to, you know, it's just a question of how much cauterizing do you want to do around that wound? And they do a lot. Well, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's just simple calculations. You know, what's, what's, yeah. what, what, what's our loss? You know, what's our, uh, you know, what's our, what's our, what's our rate of return on this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do do the cold equations, you know, about what it's going to cost to fix this problem. And they, uh, they execute the plan. All right. Yipes. But it's, it's worth your time, kids. I think you'll be pretty happy with all of us are dead. And that's, and that's it folks. So yeah. So check it out. Um, like I said, we talked at the beginning about some stuff we're going to try to get into in the future. And again, we're going to, we're going to try to pick up our pace a little bit. You know, I said, you know, I've been pretty happy that we've at least been at least getting something out once a month and we're going to try to, uh, continue to, uh, keep that, try to amp it up a little bit. So, so look forward to some more content soon, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, thank you for being us. Uh, I am the Apocalypse Nerd. He is uh, Adam Bonglancy. Thank you and good night. Good night, folks. If you enjoy the content we produce, please consider supporting us with a cup of coffee. Go to ko-fi.com slash p-c-a-g-z for more details. Keep up to date with us by visiting podcast at groundzero.com and subscribe to the blog via email.